and I actually came up to Minneapolis to go to Bible college. So I went to North Central University, which my undergraduate degree, which surprises many people is in pastoral studies. Yes. And, uh, and you're actually an ordained pastor. I'm actually right? an ordained minister. Hi, this is Mick Tully, and you're listening to Mixed Martial Arts. Today you're in for an absolute treat. Speaking to one of my dearest friends in the world, he's my Mexican twin. He's easily the funniest man I know. Easily. It's the one and only Ty Campos. He's a martial artist par excellence. He's, I would say he's in the top 10 teachers that I know. He's that good. And he's by far one of the finest people that I'm really honored to call a friend. And I think you're going to enjoy this. Hello, this is Ty Campos. I'm with MKG Kansas City. Been training these arts for over a couple decades. Working with Rick Fay, Dan Inasano, Ajahn Chai, Eric Paulson. And you're listening to Mix Martial Arts. Whoa. I tell you what. Guys, when you're listening to this... Um this is actually it's a fucking high spot for me as well. Sorry about the swearing, but uh, it really is. Ty's one of my dearest friends in the world. Um, he's my Mexican twin, right? Yes. Yeah. You're my Irish twin. <laughs> that's it. Uh, he's probably the only person I've ever met that's got a sicker sense of humour than <laughs> I have. He's actually he's actually even made me wince. And for you guys that know me, you know that's a pretty tough sell, right? But. Um, I first met Ty. Ty was literally one of the first people I met when I walked into the Carly group. And uh, do you know what? Before we start talking about martial arts, I'm going to let Ty explain to you how we met. So Mick is, uh, as you know, not a shy character. And I was watching him uh, first day at camp and he had these lime green Crocs on. And I was like, "I I need to know this guy. I need to figure out how I can break the ice with him. So I walked up and I said, hey, pointed at his crocs, said, those are really nice. And of course, Mix goes on about how he likes them, all the things about him. I asked, hey, where did you get those? And before he even started to answer, I said, do they have men's shoes where you got those? <laughs> and uh, ever since then, we've, I think we've had a great connection. Yeah, he's, the tie, tie is awesome. Ty is also probably one of the most skilled martial artists I know, bar none, and I really mean that. Uh, just for the benefit of the listeners, a list of your accolades, please. Okay, uh, well, I'm a level three instructor under uh, Rick Fay, and I've had the pleasure of training under him for uh, 18 years. I started, I started uh, with Greg Nelson uh, 22 years ago, but I've been with Rick for 18 years. And through Rick, I've met great people, so I've got my instructorships uh, in Junfan and Kali under Guru Inasano. Uh, in 2010, I got my coach level one under Eric Paulson, and then just recently, I got full instructorship in the WTBA under Ajarn Chai. So, um, yeah, that was only recently. Congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, you had a pretty good, uh, you had a pretty good photo opportunity for that one, right? Yes, I uh, it was. It, the coolest thing is um, understanding that the giants that we train amongst. And I thank you for saying I'm, I'm a great skilled. No, you artist, are. But um, when you're the, some people like to be the top dog or the big fish in the pond yeah. and surround themselves by people that aren't so they can feel good. And I'm the exact opposite. I always want to be around people that make me work harder or make me strive. And so one of the coolest things was testing next to since Eric Paulson. Now, he wasn't testing for the same level as I was. He was testing for Ajarn. 
but to stand next to him yeah. was kind of a proud moment to, to, to be next to him at that at that time to see him uh, uh, pr- get promoted like that and uh, I'm kind of the example of the guy that just doesn't quit yeah. I've never been blessed with superior speed or strength or talent I'm just show up all the time and I, I, I seek out the best all the time and I just I never give up so yeah well this is you know that leads me on to a great story because I'm going to let Ty I don't really know the whole details about this but what because you're not from Minnesota originally are you correct you're right correct. So, so what so t- tell us what brought you here so uh, I grew up in uh, northwest Illinois it's called the Quad Cities I grew up in Rock Island and Moline uh I always had a love for the martial arts. Yeah. And um, I wrestled some in, in grade school and junior high. And I had friends that did taekwondo and I'd want to work out with them. But uh, my parents just you know, weren't too interested in me doing that. My dad loved boxing, so I got to watch boxing with my dad all the time. And I actually uh, I went to church a lot. Yeah. And um, I still do, not as much as I did back then. And I actually came up to Minneapolis to go to Bible college. So I went to North Central University, which my undergraduate degree... <laughs> Which surprises many people in pastoral studies. Yes. And uh, and you're actually an ordained pastor. I'm actually right? an ordained minister. Yes. I've. Uh, um, that was more for um, having the opportunity or the blessing to perform the marriage ceremony for several of my friends. Yes. So that, that's actually been cool because they've just come to me and said, you know, you're the guy, that, you're a friend of mine and you have the most connection to spirituality. We want you to do this. We don't want some pastor we don't know. Yeah. And um, it's actually been fun because then they've in turn done that for me. Ryan Reynolds yes. performed my ceremony. Yeah. And so it, 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 it's a very deep connection. It, it, it's nice. Um, so that's in 1993 when I was just finishing up college and I actually had spare money. Yeah. That's when I, uh, and it's embarrassing to say, but I was watching Von Damme movies. Really? <laughs> and I, sometimes I say it's embarrassing, sometimes it really shouldn't be because no. that's what got me in and that's okay. Um, so I was watching Vietnam movies, and I'm like, hey, Muay Thai, I need to do that. I flipped open the phone book, and by the grace of God, by good chance, whatever you want to call it, I ended up at a school that was part of this Inosano blend, or this Inosano family, and right. uh, I've been in it ever since. Yeah. Um, between college and grad school, I moved home. There was really nothing like that, and I found an open-minded uh, Kung Fu instructor that taught Shaolin Kung Fu. but. He loved mixing in the Kali. He loved mixing in arts, and he had. A, and we're still friends. Right. I still go and teach seminars for him twice a year, um, and we're still really good friends. Uh, Sifu John Morrow, um, and he, you know, after 22 years, that's the other thing about this is we get friendships of people that we maybe see once or twice a year, but yeah, they're closer to us than the people that we see daily. We, well, we've said this before. Uh, anybody who's ever trained with me knows who Ty is anyone who's ever had a seminar and you've liked any of the humor I've stolen nearly all of it <laughs> from him and you know most of you guys know the minute I say the whitest Mexican I know uh, yeah. straight away right that, that is me that's the thing <laughs> but it does it, it's an absolute it, 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 you know yeah I'm, I'm a Buddhist but I, I, yeah, I believe I, yeah, I believe it is a gift from God me and you were meant to, we were meant to meet each other you know some type of uh, attraction that brought us together continents apart yeah continents apart and again we have Rick Faye to thank for that yeah exactly exactly the thing is we used to we, we've said this you know before you know we live for the you know the five six days you know, the beauty of Facebook is I can abuse Ty like <laughs> daily and give him loads of grief 
but the thing is when we we meet up and it's like we we saw absolutely. each other yesterday right yeah absolutely. And, that, and that and that's why like ty's a ty's a constant he's a constant inspiration to me uh and the great thing about him uh, for me personally he's one of the greatest bullshit deflectors ever so if you ever started to believe that you're any good he'd have you like hammered in a second and that yeah we have nothing is yes. sacred we have this nothing yeah. is sacred uh rule between us so basically uh, <laughs> it, like sometimes people will walk past and they're I can't believe you said that to him and he said that to you how could you do that but then if someone said anything to you yeah. I'd rip their head off for it right yeah that is and, that, it is. and that's it you know yeah. and yeah right now you've moved back to Kansas City mm-hmm. and you've opened up your school and where's your plans for this Right now, you know, uh, as martial artists, we're, we, we focus on the martial art. And we think, well, if I just, it's like the field of dreams. If I build it, they'll come. If I just have a bunch of martial arts, they'll come. And they are. Uh, right now, my niche are seasoned martial artists. Um, people have black belts and other Same arts. here. It's crazy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. That seems to be our my attraction, your attraction. Yeah, yeah. Is people kind of, I've been searching for stuff. I got this black belt and I'm still kind of searching and this is what I've been looking for. Yeah. Um, my next move is to really learn how to market myself. That's as martial artists, we don't train on how to market ourselves, how no. to start a business. And I'm doing the research. I'm talking to the people that do this for a living, and starting to build from there because I, I've got a good crew, uh, nice students. Uh, Jason, you know, he's been taking privates for me for Great three guy. years now. Yeah. Couldn't wait to meet you. Knew enough about you. Never met you. Couldn't wait to meet you. I, well, really? Yes. But he's like, if you want to know, right, ladies, if you're listening to this, I'm going to be hiring this guy out to do like uh, semi-naked housework around your house <laughs> and stuff. Uh, he looks like Terry Crews or Hightower, right? Yeah, he, he's big and strong and muscular and good looking dude. Good looking dude. And uh, and smooth. Very, very smooth. He's If uh, Alexander O'Neill or who, who's the dude? He's dead now. Uh, there's a lot of dudes there. T- yeah yeah Teddy Prendergast <laughs> well basically Barry White no who there's one guy uh, what is Al it guys uh-huh. yeah so, someone just very very smooth he's, he's like Terry Crews he's a very handsome individual and he, stuff yeah. but the guy he, yeah he was a seasoned martial artist he's when he came to you right that he and I kind of fell on each other through an Inosano seminar where Jason had been training at everything he could find in Kansas City kids yeah. been hungry for 20 years I say kid because he's 37 uh, hungry for 20 years he's been looking you know going to art you know get a black belt this art get black this art and just felt like something was still missing and he went to Inosano seminar and it blew his mind and he, he said to himself this is exactly what I'm looking for and then he asked around does anybody know anybody in Kansas City and they're like yeah and he, he yeah. came up to our, our good friend Joel Clark good yeah. Joel Clark right Joel, so he went up to Joel Clark said I live in Kansas City where can I learn this and Joel Clark just across the seminar Ty Campbell's and I raised my hand he goes go talk to him yeah, and uh, what I love about Jason is as big and strong as he is, it I learned from him because yeah. there's so many times I'm doing techniques on people my size or smaller. Yeah, and it, it, it's easy. Yeah, but when you got a guy that's got hands bigger than your forearm, uh, it's funny because there's there's times he does privates. I'm like, I should be paying this guy because I'm learning. Yeah, I, you know, it's that the adage is true. You learn by teaching. Yes, exactly. And, and, uh, so. It, it's been fun working with him for three years now. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. Um, right. What I'm, what I'm going to ask you now, right, is what's your driving motivation? What is my driving driving motivation? One of the things um, long time ago, 
you know, as martial artists, we come to it for certain reasons. Rick's always said that you, you yeah. come here for something. Yeah. And I think that was the answer a long time ago. That was the self protection. Now it's a self perfection. The thing that drives me is, um, I'm never going to be an Olympic athlete or a UFC top fighter, anything like that. And that's fine. I want to be the best martial artist I can be mm-hmm. in every category that I can find. Yeah. So, um, there's, I've definitely had friends that have lost themselves in a certain aspect of this art. And that's, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. You know, I've, I've seen guys where, you know, 20 years ago, I can beat them on the mat in jujitsu. Yeah. And now I, I'm taking lessons from them. Yeah. And that's okay because they focused on it. Yeah. And my, my thing that drives me is um, trying to daily um, perfect. And I'm, not, I'm never going to be perfect, but daily perfect myself using the arts I've been handed to it. So how do I use double stick to uh, better myself? How do I use Muay Thai to better myself? How do I use Judo or Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or CSW? How do I use those to make me move better, make me healthier, and make me a better person? Yeah, that's yeah, that that's the thing. Uh, like the funny thing is, you hear all of this, and obviously it's hard work for me right now. Because all I want to do is I just want to do what me and Ty normally do, which is just sit around, talk shit, and just tell awful jokes to each other. Uh, either that, or just start looking, looking at just real toilet humor. I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> you, 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 like, trust me, you guys will find it amusing, and then you'd be like, you guys are supposed to be enlightened martial artists, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. But no, there's there's not one scrap of badness in any of the what you know. We've done this before. We had this thing. Uh, if you're listening to this, right, there's a guy. Uh, Don't steal my girlfriend, guy. Yeah. Right. Tell the listeners about this guy. So. Uh, there's this young guy, and he and his girlfriend are just graduating high school, training at the gym, and they, they come to camp. And um, he had an insecurity about himself that uh, he didn't want anybody to talk to his girlfriend, anybody to train with his girlfriend, anybody to sit next to his girlfriend. And, you know, when we're training, and, and this is just more of a funny story. I don't know why we're getting into it. Yeah, it's no, funny. I like it. I like it. It is fun, but it goes back to there's no BS. Just, no, just, just that's be it. Real. Um, Whenever we say switch partners, he went switch partners. He would just stay with her. And I think it was kind of, he wanted his own insecurity that he didn't want anybody else to know what he didn't know. And he didn't want anybody, his girlfriend to know there's, you know, it, it was just a yeah. weird situation. And every time at mealtime, he would sit next to her and they wouldn't let anybody sit next to her. So you and I yeah, noticed this really quickly. And every time we'd switch partners and he went, you or I would come and make them switch. Like, oh, 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 oh and just split them up. Which was funny <laughs> to us, not to him. And, but my favorite is at dinner, you know, he sets his tray down, she sets his tray down, they're gonna sit next to each other like they have for every meal, and he goes and gets a drink. So I come over, I move his tray across the table, and I sit next to her. And what was cool was she thought it was funny. Yeah. He did not. No, he didn't. He did not. And it wasn't like I was trying to get in his territory or no. trying to steal his girlfriend. I wasn't interested in any of that. I just wanted him to relax and let go. Yeah. Let her be he, he eased up. He eased up a little bit towards the yeah. end, but by that time we were we were going to break into the yeah. last day of camp. Yeah, and he, you know he could have had a really great experience, but he was trying he, to. He limited his experience it. and yeah. her experience. and hers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and that that's just not the way forward, is it? Yeah, you know? and I, I and I, I try to. You know, like every seminar, everybody wants to train with their partner and that knows what they're doing. Yeah, but then. One of my things, I can't stand it when somebody next to us 
is not getting it and they're just floundering. Yes. I feel like a, not a, a lifeguard or, but I, I'm like, these people work hard. Yeah. Pay their money to come to a camp or a seminar. And then if they don't get it, they just leave and go, what, what did I pay that money for? Yeah. Why, you know, we're not, what's worth more than money? Time. They spend about five, six hours here and didn't get anything. So, um, I like to help because yeah. I, there's people that helped me when I struggled. That's how I met Rick Fay. was at a, a chai seminar and he helped me with my switch kick. I remember it. It was uh, April 1994 and he wow. helped me with my switch kick. And it, and I knew he was a big deal. And the fact that he came over and said, hey, I'm Rick. Can I help you with that? Yeah. It wasn't, you know, it was very humble, very wanting to help me. And so I just tried to live that when I'm here at Sunrise yeah. and Camps. Well, that's, that's the thing with Rick. You know, when I first met him, he was a huge deal to me. Like, I, I mean, like this is a guy I used to read about in magazines, you mm -hmm. know. He was like a hero. And, you know, he's, you know, he's our Sifu, you know. He's, and the, the, the beauty is, you know, one of the things that I'm eternally grateful to him is he hooked me up with Terry Barnett over in the UK and he was the one that put it all together you know because I was training somewhere else at the time and he basically said why aren't you training with Terry Barnett and I went well it's an invite only and you know there's like 12, uh, 12 students and that's it and I probably won't I, I won't be able to cut it and he could have just kept me and I would have come over every year after the first year of camp I was never ever not going to come over right and I'd do all of his seminars and yeah, from a business point of view, I think that is one of the reasons why Rick isn't a millionaire. Because what he'll do is he, he, he'll be actually a bit more of a humanitarian about it and say, listen, you guys could help each other out, right? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what he's done. And I know you've done that several times yourself where you've tried to pay it forward, you know. As I said before about the Sifu thing, it's not like a father figure. It's more like a really cool older brother, isn't it? Because mm -hmm. I know he's helped you out with some in your life, right? He is. I noticed it um, early on that he was training me to be an instructor, yeah. um, but either by using me in demos or um, taking me across the seas to different countries as his assistant. Um, he was he saw and he knew my my desire was to, to run a gym. Yeah, and so he invested time in me, um, and I'm 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 really grateful for the opportunities I had. But he's invested a lot of time in me. To develop me not just as a martial artist but as a person yeah you know and that's that's a lot of things i got from it just how to be a human to people how how how, how to let go of ego and how to look and see what people need um and then the the successes and seeing the successes now where i don't see a success as me doing really well as somebody's instructor but me seeing my students help other people get it exactly and and seeing them do the same thing and so that to me I'm just now starting to get a glimpse of it but that's cool I'm Mick Tilly if you like this podcast please subscribe and tell your friends I'm here all week try the veal don't forget to tip your waitress one of the things that Rick always says Ty's great if you take him especially to South I'm going to go on to the South America story now right mm -hmm. first of all speak Spanish but secondly as Rick always says, the great thing about Ty Campos is you can shoot any gun, right? Yes, sir. And we've talked about this before. How many guns have you got? Just give us a roll call of what you've got right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, most countries look at Americans as, what are you guys in guns? But they're fun. Yeah. They're a tool. Uh, but I, I would say I have uh, five or six Sig Sauer pistols, uh, one Sig Sauer rifle, one Colt rifle, uh, a couple of Remington rifles, um, 
a Remington shotgun, um, a Walther, uh, a Glock, a 1911. I think that's about it. But and a partridge and a pear tree. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Um, and it, it's you know they they're tools. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying you know I, whenever I say they're fun, it's not like they're toys to me. But people call them toys. But, yeah. You know, I, I they're locked up in a safe. I yeah. go to the range and I shoot them and I have fun. I um, one of the things as a martial artist, you know, we all do knives and sticks, and we forget that weapons have evolved. And it's a logical progression, right? It, it is a logical progression, and so. Um, I do my best to at least do one or two, maybe one gun training a year, even if it's a home defense course or uh, maintenance on the gun or practical shooting or, you know, tactical shooting. I try to do, I, yeah, obviously I don't train firearms as much as I do martial arts, but I try to keep my, my, my foot in the door with that just a little bit to see what's going on. And, and, uh, it's just another self-perfection thing. And it, it truly is fun. Yeah, and the, 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 you know, this is the thing, you'll remember, it's a shame we're not filming this now because Ty, Ty remembers what my face was like because we'd been hanging out and then we went out one night and I, I had no idea that you were carrying a gun mm-hmm. and then you turn like, so you have permits carry concealed, right? Correct. Uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, Minnesota passed it in 2003 and so I've carried uh, uh, a firearm Concealed uh, since then. I've had a permit since 2003. It's about 12 years. Yeah, because you used to have one. It was it, to do with your work initially. I remember you saying. Yeah, I, right? I, had, I had done some bodyguarding. Um, yeah, and uh, just a small, very small stint. But um, I also did some training. The, the guy that had hired me, he took me to a two-day course. Uh, it was it was real. It was a blast. It was a hoot. But uh, yeah, so I I I had kind of started to delve into the security world, and I realized that 40. K or 50k a year wasn't worth it to be a, a, a bullet to be magnet. a target yeah, yeah. to be a bullet magnet <laughs> to be a bullet magnet and I, I, there are probably people out there that make it a whole lot more than that but yeah. in the US there's not a lot of money in that and no. uh, you know the, the, and the higher paid jobs the 100k jobs are all going out to former special forces so yeah um, I, I was starting to head that direction in my early 30s yeah I was looking into either some type of federal law enforcement or protection services I started looking at the education and the training for that. And then um, I had a buddy just said, why Why do you want to make 50 grand and be a bullet catcher? So I, that, I do like that. You, you, <laughs> you know, and I'm not saying anything bad about people that do that. They do it for that kind of dollar amount, but um, I decided it wasn't for me. But yeah. I, I still I still um, value what they do and yeah. value their training. Too. Yeah, the way you see, this is the thing. It was like, we, me, and Ty, me and Ty were gonna go out. And first of all, I didn't even realize he had it. And then he said, I think we're gonna, we're gonna probably go and have a few drinks. I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave my firearm in the gun safe at the Carly Group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that just freaked me out because I was. You, well, you 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 remember the time in Rick's office when? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, like given, I was given the yeah, and I was given the shot. I was given the shotgun to have a look at, and Ryan had unloaded it. Th- yeah, because mm-hmm. you you unlo- what is it? You three times you check. Yeah, you rack then, it. Yeah, rack it and then dry fire just yeah. to to check, and you was handed over to me. And then I just, I, I, I didn't realize, I broke one of the biggest fucking, it was one of the worst, I broke one of the worst laws ever, right? Started sweeping it across people. Yeah, I swept it across a few bodies while I was doing it, and the guys were like, whoa, man, whoa! And, Jumping for corners. And I, I, if there's one thing that I could go back in time and like just take back, it would be that. Because the problem was, it took years actually for me to realize, because I, I was still flipping about it afterwards. And you guys were like, 
because this, this is a I'm actually I'm, I'm happy that I've actually passed I, I've just touched on this because the four rules what is it the four rules of gun ownership or gun? well the number one is is always always treat a, a weapon as if it's loaded right okay. always keep always keep your finger off the trigger and number two never never point it at anything you're not willing to destroy that's the one that gets me yeah, yeah. yeah. be sure of your target uh, and its background yeah you know, so because you know who knows what you're carrying it, it, even if you miss what's behind them or if you hit them and it goes through them what's behind them but yeah, number one is always streams are loaded. Number two, don't point at anything you're not willing to destroy. Yeah, and I I I, I broke both of those <laughs> yes. in like in a nanosecond, yeah. right? And it didn't it didn't go down didn't go down well, right? Ty, what's the best advice you've ever been given in martial arts, or the best uh, advice you've given? And it's one I tell myself every uh, all the time is use the art for conditioning. Get your conditioning from the art. Yeah, um, that's one of the mantras uh, of Rick Fay. And the other one is double stick. Yeah, double stick. Um, I remember when I took a year and did double stick every day for a year, and I, I think I'm going to do that again after this camp. Yeah, do double stick every day. Do every, double stick every, as much as possible. Every every class I every class I teach, it's always the same thing. You'll always swing two sticks, and you will always do jab cross hook cross. That's mm-hmm. that's the Stables, thing. Yeah. That's that's it. Everything else you can do all your crazy stuff afterwards, but that's it. It's like making kids eat vegetables and then give them dessert later. Exactly, definitely. Yeah. But you've got to have some broccoli first. Yeah, that is exactly that. Yes. So, have you ever felt like a failure in martial arts? Oh, man, tons of times. And but then when I look back, I'm like, you know, it's just a learning experience. But there's times where I felt like I, I went to teach a class and. I read the class wrong and, and, and gave them either too little or too much. Yeah. Um, I've, I've done competitions and uh, and if, at the time I felt like a, a failure, but then, you know, I'm like, you know, everybody came up like, dude, you got in the ring, you climbed in the ring or you climbed on the mat. Yeah. And so I, looking back, I don't see those as failures. I felt like failure because I lost or, you know, I lost a decision or took third place and instead of second place or first place. Yes. Um, but I'm like, are you kidding me? Welcome yeah. to my world. I had that, and I had that in the British Open this year up against uh, guy Neil Mangan. I'm hopefully going to get get Neil on this. Uh, Manganate is an absolute monster, <laughs> and he armbarred me in the final 40 seconds to go, and he just dominated me. He killed me. But the thing was, he'd already beaten me before I got on the map because I'd known the guy for 20 years, and I knew he was a monster. And then afterwards, when we locked up, he was like, "Dude," he goes, "I had no idea you were that strong, but I was already beaten by him." Yeah, you know, I've been beaten by the guy, uh, and it wasn't a failure because I went back to the gym and thought, right, okay, I just got to work harder. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I'm I don't I'm never going to be Hicks and Gracie, yeah, but I can be a pretty decent Mick Tully. Yeah. Right now, Ty, you're going to love this, right? Um, unfortunately, me and Ty spend I would say forty percent of all the time together. What we do is we normally feed each other lines from martial arts movies. You actually did it this morning when yes. we were going out the door to make sure the guys, you ready? You ready? Let's get it on. Yeah. So I want you to give me a line from Enter the Dragon. Enter the Dragon? Ohana! <laughs> I just like the way he said Ohana's treachery has disgraced us. I thought you were going to say, man, do, do that one. Man! You look like something. You just come out. What is it? Oh, uh, you look like something that just came out of a, a comic book. Comic book. That's that's Mike Duffy's line, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's Mike Duffy's. He oh, he loves that. And that's the, the art of fighting without fighting. That is. That is. Don't don't stare at the finger, or you will miss all the heavenly glory. Yes. <laughs> that is the one. Right. 
we've just mentioned Mike Duffy. Right, Mike Duffy is... Oh, skipper! He's the king of all men, right? Yes. But now, it'd be hard to get him on this, right? It'd be good to get him on this. It would it's be good, good. Yeah, it would be good his take. Uh, you know, he's... Uh, geez, we've known each other 15 years, 16 years, and a uh, great friend. Inspirational when it, when it comes to conditioning. Oh. And, and, uh, um, and not only just conditioning, his skill. I mean, here's a guy that... Uh, his trapping, his panatuk, and his jiu-jitsu... Um, his stick work, you know, he's just inspirational. Top notch. Yeah, yeah he is yeah. top notch. He is, he is yeah. he's a phenomenal athlete doing this. He, he is indeed. Right. And he's, by the way, the only guy that, that is allowed to train topless. Always. Yeah. If, yeah. You're, if you're shirtless in the gym, I walk up to you and say, you're not Mike Duffy, put your shirt on. Yeah, he. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Mike Duffy makes me question my sexuality. Yeah, absolutely. Every day of the yeah. week. So, right. You know, you're not Mike Duffy. Put on your shirt. Yeah. Come on now. There's ladies present. Right, Ty. I am now Lawrence Fishburne in the Matrix. You are Keanu Reeves. I've got you strapped to a chair, <laughs> right? And you can have any martial art in the world right now at the touch of a button. What would it be? Kali. That's the one. Yeah, but you don't need that. You already you already know Kali. There's so much more. Uh? There's, there's so much more. If I could, if I would say an art that I don't have. Uh, I would say Savat. Savat, just so you can wear the leotard, or well, really? I just want—I just love leotards. No, just I—I I, I think the kicking ability, you know, Thai boxing. I've been training for so many years, and it's so brutal and tough and destroy you. But then um, I think you know Eric Paulson's doing it right with CSW having STX. Yeah, with the STX, yeah, the precision, the precision and the creativity yeah. and uh, of Savat. Honestly, I'd love to. I'd love to kick that way. Yeah. Uh, you know, you see those Savat guys, the way they move. Um, uh, Dave Rawlings, uh, he's in St. Louis, and uh, I've been starting to uh, do some Savat with him when I get when I get a chance to really? go to St. Louis. And uh, uh, it's what I like. It's just you know, it's I, I think the you know, the old yin and yang. I think Savat and Thai boxing have, make a great combination. Yeah, and so. That's that's one of my next starts. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have to dodge your your chasse bar then, yeah. Yes. So right, I'm gonna ask you this, and I already know this, right? Because I know literally the furthest you've travelled, because you've travelled far. Mm-hmm. You've been to the UK, South America. Like for you guys who are listening from the UK, you think nothing of a twelve to fourteen hour road trip? Yeah, I drive across country. I mean, that's here. Uh, I. At least once a year, I'm driving like maybe ten hours or twelve hours, or because uh, I, I drive, I put forty thousand miles in my car in fifteen months. Wow! So of uh, just driving to do martial arts. Yeah, but like, uh, the furthest you've been has got to be to okay. see our mutual friend, right? Yeah, Takashi, Takashi Uchino, no, right? Yeah, That's the guy I really want as well on that this. Was, you know, it was funny because he had me. Uh, Takashi hired me out or invited me in um, to go through Rick's curriculum with him right. and, and uh, his son and one of their uh, instructors. But I learned every day from Takashi, every day. He is a smart businessman, a great martial artist. And he didn't just say, well, I'm gonna do a Kali group over there. I'm not gonna, he did his thing. Yeah. And he, and he did it very, very, very well. He adapted it to the culture, what people needed. Yeah. And. It's uh, one of the things that we've learned from him is look for smiles. Yeah. And 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 since that, you know, Rick has really 
been pushing that with us. And he, he, yeah. he pulled us aside the other day and look at the smiles. Yeah. Um, people need to smile when they leave our gym. And that's one of the Takashi's uh, litmus tests for whether or not a class went well. But yeah, going to Osaka, Japan, I think it was about a, uh, it's a 14 hour difference. And I had to, you know, hop on a couple different planes and, you know, go a couple across the ocean. But yeah. And he's absolutely got, worth it. He's got, to be, he's got to be one of the most inspirational people you've ever met. Yeah. That guy never has a bad day. And he's a, he's a rock star. In, he, in there, right? He, you know, a city of eight million, and everybody knows him. And uh, wow, uh, it's it was an amazing experience to go to Osaka, and I can't wait to go back. Yeah, I can't wait. Oh, to go back. I, I, well, we're talking about maybe having a camp there. Yeah, the next instructors conference. Yeah, be, that would be that would be awesome, wouldn't it? Yes. And the guy, the the guy is something else, eh? He is. He is, like I said, he's just he is so cool because he's personal. He loves everyone. Oh, he's... He, he will come up and be your best friend immediately. Yeah, he's like, he's like a Japanese Hanzo Gracie. Yeah. He's the, he's the only guy after Hanzo Gracie I've ever met that's like... And immediately he'll always... He knows... I don't know how he does it, but he remembers... There's none of this, hey, how you doing, friend? Or how are you doing, buddy? Who's your name? Boom, straight away he knows your name. He's yeah. got tons of energy, and it's all positive energy. Yeah. We, we, we sat and had breakfast every morning and talked, and I, I, I think it was another one of those where... How Rick Rick knew I wanted to run a gym and and invested time in me. Yeah. Takashi did the same thing for me. Takashi yeah. spent every morning with me, talking about energy, school, students, and uh, I learned so much in that week. He's he, he is something else. We, yeah, we we're totally blessed that we yeah we hang around with giants. You said this earlier. Mm -hmm. You know we we you know sometimes you have to look around and you just go. How did somebody like me get into this company? We're lucky. And that and that and that sounds like a real cliche, but it's me and you both know this. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're kind of a big deal to some people, right? <laughs> yeah. And then we're like, we I don't know about you, but I feel like a fraud nearly every day. Yeah, like i how could I ever be that good? Yeah. That smooth. No, it, it doesn't to have that skill. No. But I'll, you know, like I said, I we just don't quit. No, no, you keep turning up. You got to keep yeah. turning up, right? We're gonna to have to wrap this up because me and Ty have to go back training now. We could sit here and talk for ages, right? But uh, I'd just like to thank Ty from the bottom of my heart. The guy's just wonderful, and I do love him. Uh, you know, like a brother. You know, not Absolutely. in a sexual way, because he's Mexican. <laughs> Come on, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not really a minority sort of guy. <laughs> but Ty, but for. Uh, now we're just shaking hands and high-fiving yes but thanks for everything Ty good brother. man love you man take right. give me a hug alright there you are let's go do some training alright let's go training let's go, go do some stuff So there you have it guys, that was uh, Senor Ty Campos, he's an awesome guy, he's an awesome guy, and also he's always available to do any shingle, any roofing, any gardening, there you are Ty, I told you I'd keep you in business. Thanks for listening today, we have a brand new show every Friday, and on next week's show we've got this. But all of a sudden, this guy, the blue blue sky pulls out a gun and it's the first time in my freaking life I ever saw a gun. It must have been for everybody else because they went, whoa, and they all backed up around <laughs> And this one guy, could tell, he was just scared out of his mind because he kept flipping that gun around and yeah. his eyes are popping out of his head. And Mixed Martial Arts is a Paint Your Headphones production. And just do a scream at the end, go, wah, wah. Shit, N my scream's coming off, that's going on. <laughs>